live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond <laughs> Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 11th. 2020, the fourth night of Passover. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Golden age. Okay. Strive for greatness, people. Welcome. I'm back, dudes. Hello, my elite friends. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Ask some questions over there. Get my attention somehow. Type in my name. I'll see ya. All right. I want everyone to check out the links below. Of course, of course. This week in Bitcoin was taped, but you saw it on Friday. And Mauricio, Eugene from Belarus, and Anita, she made her return. They were in the show. They were in motion Check that out. Okay, so let's go beyond Bitcoin now, all right? Remember, disruptmeister.com, hungrymeister.com, sportsmeister.com, techbalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. That's how you can stay in touch. No matter what platform I'm on, you're going to be able to find me those ways. It's easy. All right. For the 20 percenters, it's easy at least. There's some people that it's difficult. They don't have listening comprehension. You, you, You know how it goes. You know how it goes around here. All right, so pay attention. Remember, part of the show is that you look at the links. That's you, you get a better understanding of the world if you check out the links below. All right, Bitcoin to the moon.com. Thank you for this awesome shirt. All right, so orange juice sales. Orange juice sales are soaring during the pandemic, according to CNN. Now, let me tell you something. Some people think, well, I'll get my vitamin C that way. It'll make me healthy. Dudes, orange juice, get the real thing. What the juice is sugar. It's sugar. And some of it's got added sugar. Get the real thing. The orange. The orange. I'm gonna eat this tomorrow. This orange. But yeah, I'm not saying get vitamin C. Vitamin C is great. Have an orange. But the orange juice, dudes, it's soaring. People are uh, just copying one another. They're not thinking. Uh just uh, it, dudes, no, you don't need OJ. Get get the real thing. And just eat healthy. Juices, I only have water. People know that. There's your health tip, one of your health tips of the day. I only drink water. I don't need that sugar-filled stuff. And some people are going, oh, I like the freshly squeezed orange juice. All right, well, squeeze your thing. Squeeze your own orange. Get the pulp in there and, and stuff. Dude, if it's processed, it's going to be like sugar, spike in your blood sugar. You don't need that. You, you don't need that. But, hey, the 80 percenters think that's what's going to make them healthy. You know, it's going to make you fat a lot of the time <laughs> if you're drinking juices all day, okay? And they even say in the article that people cut down on juices recently uh, before this pandemic because they, they figured out the juices aren't that great. They aren't that great. All right. Now, something else that people are talking about that supposedly isn't very great, and I realized, uh, I realized, oh, my God, I have actually been – to a wet market before I've been to a few wet markets before everyone's a lot of people are saying that the wet markets uh, are home of disease. And this is where uh, the 
the COVID, the, <laughs> the coronavirus originated, and then some people are saying it originated somewhere else. Whatever the case, people are vilifying these wet markets in China, okay? But, and I've never been to China, but I've been to Hong Kong, and I've been to Taipei in Taiwan, and I've been to Busan in South Korea. Now, in Busan, I am not sure if that can be officially classified as a wet market, okay? Um, and, and, and Derek said, ever been to Pike Place in Seattle? Yes, I have. Now, that's different than these places. That's, well, part, when they're throwing the fish around, that gets pretty wet there, okay? That gets pretty wet. But, like, in Hong Kong, I was at the, the wholesale fish market in Hong Kong, okay? And literally, there are boats that are pulling up the piers. I was there, like, at 5 a.m. in the morning, really early in the morning. The better... The earlier you get there, the better deals you get, okay? And dude, it's like the 1920s there almost. Like hardcore dudes pulling up in wooden boats, throwing live fish in carts onto the side. Then people chopping them up. Then people putting them into tanks. I saw one dude, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, you know, talking about sanitary conditions. I saw one guy off his boat. He's just urinating right off of his boat back into the water again. But – you don't really see that in America too often. Uh, you don't see that at, at Pike's Place in uh, Seattle, uh, at Pike Place in Seattle, I'll tell you that. Uh, but Pike Place isn't really a wet market. But, okay, so there's a lot – at the wholesale fish market in Hong Kong what, – what, let me let me get the name of it again. I lost my uh, – where, where it – okay, so I linked to an NPR article that, you know, obviously vilifies them. And – the, the Hong Kong one was definitely the most hardcore because, you know, you had the guy urinating off the boat. You had a lot of live animals there that, well, they weren't fish. They had frogs. They had turtles, which can be filthy. But they didn't have, like, bats or, or any uh, – uh, they didn't have any mammals that were al alive. I mean, they had chickens that were dead. And, uh, you know, and I think they had meat there. There was okay. There, there were different markets there that had pig and oh, maybe at the, at the wet at that wet. So it's wet. It is really wet though. I mean, first of all, it's pouring rain because I was there in July. But because the, the fish are jumping out of the tanks, um, I took a picture and the picture uh, I took a picture of a snakehead tank, and one of the snakeheads had jumped out of the tank and was just walking around or, <laughs> or rolling around on the ground, and the woman wasn't doing anything. To, she didn't care. So I took a picture, and that's the uh, picture that's used as the thumbnail for this very show. And she started screaming at me and said she was going to call the police. And then I, I walked away because I didn't want like the, her to call the Chinese police because China is owned by Hong Kong now. Um, but I did get that picture. I don't know. I mean, she was yelling at me and stuff. She, she didn't like that picture. But you get to see that picture. And so it, it, it can be pretty wacky at, at, at these places. Now, are there filthier places in America? Yeah, there are filthier places in America. Now, do some of the wet markets in mainland China, are they worse? Uh, probably they've got other live animals at, at, at them. And, and the problem is, is like, if you start like getting the turtles, I'm not down with the turtles. Obviously, I'm not down with the turtles. That That is pretty filthy there, what they had. But they didn't, and they didn't have bats and rats and, and dogs or anything like that because if you start mixing all of these animals together 
and putting them in tight quarters and their blood is getting everywhere and their guts are getting on top, then you, you, you're mixing things up and you could get some new type of virus that's quite dangerous, okay? Uh, but there, there are a lot of people that are just screaming, shut down the wet market, shut down the wet markets. I, I mean, again, I've been the one in Hong Kong. There's obviously different levels of wet markets. Maybe you should say, you know, China dudes, if you're the exotic animal ones, you probably should think twice about having those, okay? Uh, and the dogs and the cats. And, and, and again, they, they really do in some parts of, in Wuhan or I mean, they, there's pictures of the dogs, the dogs that they sell, uh, that they raise to be, and you know, that's a matter of taste. It's a matter of culture. Uh, but the, the bats and, and yeah, that's, uh, again, I, I don't know if they actually sell bats at these, you know, there's different rumors. I never saw a bat in Hong Kong. In tai, Taiwan, um, it, it was not as crazy as Hong Kong. I'll, I'll say that. Um, there weren't boats coming. There were trucks coming up uh, and dumping out uh, all sorts of food and fish and and whatnot. So and so, yeah. Chengsha Wan Wholesale Fish Market uh, was in Hong Kong, and that was July 2017. Busan, South Korea, was the Jagalchi Market, and that probably isn't considered a wet market, although there were live fish there and it was water was getting splashed everywhere and everything. So there, there's my story. So again, a lot of these things can get blown out of proportion. I haven't been to China. I haven't seen how disgusting they can get in mainland, mainland China, but I did see it's pretty raw there at, at that one in uh, Hong Kong, Cheng Sha Wan wholesale. But would I discourage you from uh, eating food from the Cheng Sha Wan wholesale fish market in Hong Kong? Heck no, because I sure did. Didn't do anything to me. Yeah, I even ate a frog from there. Yes, I did. I tried. It tastes like chicken. Tastes like I, I needed, you know, when in Rome, why not try it out? So I tried it, tried out a frog. I would not eat a turtle, though. I would not do that. I would not do that. But they, they did have live frogs there. They definitely were alive. Uh, and, the, and the turtles were alive also. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't eat a living frog. Mine was, uh, but they come there alive, as do the fish arrive there alive. Very fresh, very fresh, no doubt. And they had a, they had regular right next to the wholesale fish market was the wholesale uh, fruit market, which had more than fruit, from what I recall. Really, I, I recommend it to people. Get there five thirty in the morning, six in the morning. It's, it's it's such it's a crazy scene. It's just you see these dudes working so hard, and then urinating off the boat too. All right, pound that like button now. Uh, Drudge report. My Lord, there's a lot of conservative people like the Drudge Report. And uh, I just got to say, I, I read the Drudge Report. I read Fox News, CNN, you know, just to get a, a, a feel of what's going on out there, okay, in the mainstream. Drudge used to, Drudge isn't exactly mainstream, but their headlines, the headlines he's putting up there are worse than the ones at CNN. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's true. It's true. They're more hysterical. They're they're fake. More fake news than what's at CNN. That that, that can, regarding the the virus, the coronavirus. What he's putting out up there is it's nonsense. A lot of it is. And if you actually click on the articles, you you'll see that the headlines are totally clickbait. What's what's in the headline isn't even in what's in the story. And he has is no shame. No shame. The headlines that he's putting up there, and it's causing people to be hysterical. So 
for the people that are trying to say, well, it's all, all the righties, all, all the people on the right, they, they don't believe that the virus is, is real. No, no, no. There's plenty of people on the right that are just as hysterical. And I got to, my nose got a little itch there. Hang on a second. Got to do something. Woo that tickles, doesn't it? Woo All right. Yeah, they're just, there's hysterical people on the right too. Drudge, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's trying to do. He wants, he wants attention. He, uh, he's got an ulterior motive. He wants to bring down the government. I have no idea, but it's more ridiculous than what's at CNN. And that says a lot. Check it out for yourselves, dude. Check it out for yourself. Check, compare CNN.com headlines to Drudge Report headlines. It's uh, unbelievable. Uh, hey, speaking of unbelievable, I've got this ginger here. Ginger. It smells so nice. And you cut you cut some of this stuff. You put it under your armpits. Oh, yeah. There's your health tip of the day. It smells real. And it works. It works. And it's natural. And as all of you know, I put baking soda under there. I'll put ginger under there. I'll put coconut oil under there. I smell like a real freaking man. Pound that. Light. I am a real freaking man. Unlike all these hysterical people out there. It, 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 I get so many people. Every uh, remind me. They're like. Dude, I have learned so much about people during this virus, about how they can panic, how they are hysterical, even in the Bitcoin realm. It's unbelievable. Uh, guys that you thought were, weren't were statist are. Well, anyway, um, going back to the ginger, uh, it works. It's cheap. I, I, don't, I haven't put regular deodorant on since 2014. It's poisonous, man. It probably causes cancer and stuff. Who knows? It's chemical. It's blue. Speed stick, man. It's green. It's blue. It's red. It's uh, antiperspirant. Come on, man. And people are wondering, why, why is everyone getting all these diseases and stuff like they didn't used to? That stuff is really some unnatural. Whew. All right. So this, this is natural. All right. Ginger. Pound it. Now, <laughs> Melinda Gates. Now, I'm not... I'm not going to get into the Bill Gates conspiracy theories here. She's obviously a very wealthy woman, uh, lives in her own little world. She can be as paranoid as she wants to be. And she says, this is not a once in a century pandemic. We will absolutely have more of these. Well, the, I agree, we'll have more of these. We'll have more viruses come to America from foreign countries as we've had in the past. But this time we blew it out of freaking proportion to an incredible level. So she's saying, yeah, we're going to have this again. So let's blow this out of proportion again. This is the war on hope. This is spreading fear instead of good news. This is what she's up to. Now, I don't know what she's, why she's into this. Maybe, you know, for power, for clout. I, I don't know. Maybe she's just a very negative person. But this has been blown out of proportion by so much, so much. When you see the final numbers, when you see the final death toll, when you see that the mitigation, that all this locking down people didn't, didn't do anything to the curve. It was, already, it was already flattening. The curve was flattening beforehand. Carl Denninger has proof. Uh, I'll link to that. Uh, that's linked to below also. So it, there, people are already laying the groundwork for like, this is going to happen again. We have to get used to it. Uh, we, there goes privacy. Now, maybe that's what she's interested in. She wants to sell some uh, products which uh, you know track people. Maybe she's into that. I don't know. 
But I, I'm just going to say to her that no, no, that you know. And, and I will say this: we're going to have something worse than this one day. Okay, we are going to have something worse than this one day. There's no doubt about that. Okay, I think we'll be uh, definitely better prepared. I don't think we'll have to lock down the whole world then either. Like we, I think it, it, there might be an over. This might be an overreaction to that also. But what we're having this year, we're going to have again. Okay. And we shouldn't spaz out next time, but she's going to want you to spaz out. So, hey, people are laying the groundwork already. Everyone's trying to get their piece of the pie now, trying to profit off of this thing, which clearly shows you that it's not that serious. Uh, all right. So hydroxychloroquine, it works. Okay. It works. Washington Kirkland Nursing Home, no hydroxychloroquine. 35 deaths out of 120 residents. Texas nursing home, treatment with hydroxychloroquine, one death out of 135 residents. That's from James Tudor. All right. Again, it's not a scientific study, but we're hearing more and more about this. But what 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 uh what AOL writes about, or what, what's AOL? That's uh I, what's that woman? Um I forgot her damn name, but, but, <laughs> but, but they write about Melinda Gates uh, and how there's no hope. There's no hope, and we're going to have to live through this again. That's what she says. And then in, in reality, this uh, hydroxychloroquine is saving the old people, the, the people in nursing homes. And that is a major vector for this. In some states or areas, 45% it, it, of the deaths are coming from nursing homes or 35%. It's insane. This is not a disease that young people should be worried about. They should be locking down the nursing homes, okay? That has nothing to do with 27-year-olds, okay? Unless you work at the nursing home, okay? But your average 27-year-old, what's it got to do with them? That 45% of deaths or, or something insane like that are, are coming from nursing homes. Nursing home is a major vector. It should be shut down. They should be shut down, uh, locked up, hydroxychloroquine, all sorts of things. If you're having a virus outbreak, you hit the vectors. You don't you don't imprison the entire country. You hit the vectors. All right. Now I, I was thinking we're going to have future in-person events again. Now people are scared about that. I'm gonna say right now, if you say, if you say out right now out loud out loud, I am going to a baseball game. I don't care. I'm going to a football game. I'm going to a Bitcoin gathering in the future, the first one there is. You, that is an act of defiance, okay? Because there are going to be so many scaredy cats out there. Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Dudes, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. Let's get these Bitcoin meetups going again, okay? At ASAP. Let's get the Baltimore Orioles playing again. Not in freaking Arizona or Florida, but in Baltimore, at Camden Yards, with normal people going to the game and enjoying themselves. It's, <laughs> Dude, this thing is being spread so much by fecal oral transmission, okay? By by. In nursing homes, which are filthy, uh, in hospitals, which are filthy, um, there are plenty of these hospitals that are taking all sorts of precautions against it spreading through people coughing. Okay, they're wearing hazmat suits and everything, but they're not taking precautions. And Carl Denninger has written about this, I think, today on Market Ticker. They're not taking precautions at all against fecal oral transmission, um, which and that's why it's still spreading in hospitals. Okay, and spreading from workers that leave the hospital, get on the subway, and it's spreading that way. How deadly is it to the people who catch it 
outside the hospitals. Not deadly at all, hardly deadly at all. Much less than 0.1%, okay? Deadly among regular healthy people. And so you're saying, well, Adam, well, how about the unhealthy people? If that's, that's, they got to take responsibility for themselves, okay? If you dumped your grandma off at the nursing home, th- that was your choice, okay? That was what you did. You didn't have to do that. You could have taken care of her so she wasn't around filthy workers and defecation and all this stuff. All right. You don't shut down the whole darn country uh, because of nursing homes. All right. Or because of fecal to oral transmissions for filthy people. All right. We, we need to talk more. We, we've got people standing six feet apart everywhere, 26 feet apart everywhere, spreading rumors about runners can spread it in the air. But it's, it's more easily spread by people who touch something that, that uh, somebody touched that uh, didn't, you know, that touched their uh, backside. All right. And it'll all come out. It'll all come out. You see, but guys like Carl Danger are studying the statistics and, and he has been talking about this. And I have been talking about this for months, the fecal oral transmission. So it's just, everyone is a slave out there who is so freaked out about like standing six feet away from everyone and like that it's magically living in the air. And if you happen to get it, you're going to die. Okay. You probably already got it. That's the thing. That, that's the other thing that's out there. That the curve is already flattening and was flattening when they already started these uh, these ridiculous uh, rules in, in different states, in different countries. Um, and they saw it was flattening soon after. And they, they still don't understand that they, people are going to say that these mitigations, that uh, people staying home flattened the curve. It didn't. It did not. It, it was already flattening beforehand. This thing was earlier, uh, around earlier than people thought. Um and it's just not as serious as the fear mongers are making it. They're they're making it scary for their own reasons. The media, you already know why. They they got to sell. Uh, they, they want the clicks. They want the view. They want the uh, the the blind people worshiping them. All right, and watching them. All right. So we talked about the now speaking about running. I have a hilarious uh, link below. It just says the runner, and it's a guy running on a beach. And then you, I don't know if it's in the United States. And you see a cop chasing after him because you're not allowed to run on the beach all by yourself. And he puts it in the high gear and he just blows this freaking cop away. It is so awesome. Defiance. Speaking of defiance, guys, did you watch my video that was that came on uh, – what day did it? Thursday's video. It was Thursday's video. I scheduled it for Thursday. It's me outside on the streets of L.A. being defiant. You got to check it out. You got to check it out. It's hilarious. Check, again, disruptmeister.com. Everything is linked to below, all my recent videos. Uh, and now I'm finally live again for the first time since uh, Wednesday, which is great. I had an interesting Passover. It's different doing it alone, uh, but that's the way it is this year. May it never happen like that again. I'm going to read you something from the Haggadah. Uh, I was given a different Haggadah this year. They, they're all a little bit different. Um, I'm used to the yellow one. I think the people in the Baltimore area know the yellow one. Um, but the, this one is just, this is the Chabad one here. Um, all right. But uh, yeah, and the yellow one is not a Chabad one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if everybody from Baltimore uses the yellow one, but they, people know the yellow one. All right. So uh, what else do we have? All right. So people hooked on the mainstream news sources and 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 t- mainstream TV and all that, they are totally seeing things different than people 
who actually take a time to click on Twitter links and listen to logic and reason and math-based arguments like Denninger, Carl Denninger and Market Ticker. Now, that's the thing. I have talked about this for quite some time. You, you can blindly be a slave to the algorithm, and you're just going to get caught up in that world, all right? And now, but if you actually take time to look at Twitter and actually click on the links, read the articles, you're going to see things from a completely different perspective, okay? You're actually learning. You're actually it's, you're using reading comprehension. But unfortunately, the people in the bubble, the 20% are bubble, to actually take time to learn, to actually take time to do the math themselves, to do their own research, we're a minority, thus the name 20%er. Um, and because there's so many people who say, oh, the world is waking up to the truth. The, no, the world isn't waking up to the truth. The world, more so than ever, is blindly picking their nose and watching CNN and ABC and Drudge Report and just repeating the hysterics, okay? That's what you're learning now. Seriously, that's what – if you think that pe most people are thinking like me right now, you are sadly mistaken. I, I mean I wish that was the truth. I wish people actually uh, had reading comprehension skills. Uh, people didn't blindly uh, go to the next video that YouTube uh, suggested. Okay, I, I wish that wasn't the case. That people just didn't sit at their home all day eating Cheetos, watching ABC. All right. I wish that wasn't the case, but it, it, don't fool yourselves just because you're in the bubble of 20 percenters. And some of you aren't even. Um, and it, it does tell, it does, uh, you have to wonder about some of these Bitcoin guys. What are they really watching? What are they really reading here? And, and, and okay. So, the, I mean, there are some Twitter people definitely that are outside the mainstream that have ca got caught up in hysterics also. That, that, okay. That's true. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. All right, let me see. Uh, let me see if there were questions here. All right, we got uh, someone had a smiley face. Derek said, "Virus is only transmitting uh, by orifices, not by sneezes or coughs." I'm not saying only. I'm not saying only, dude. Not only. No, 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 no. Not only. I mean, if someone sneezes and coughs on you and they're sick as a dog, that's not good. But I mean, if someone sneezes somewhere and you're on a beach. And then you walk by a half hour later. No, I, I don't think that's uh, I don't think it's a problem there. All right, Derek said, "Did you see the New York mayor saying he allowed he was allowed to go to the gym and others can't?" I read about that. That was like uh, I think that was two weeks ago or whatever. Uh, if I ever see De Blasio, I like turn that off. I mean, come on now. Um, he's a very tall man. If he would have won uh, the presidency, he would have been the tallest president ever, I believe. <laughs> There's a little uh, Drudge needs to work on the UX. Derek says. Derek, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I like their 1996 style. I keep it no fancy sensor graphics. Pound that like button, baby. <laughs> I, I, I like the, new, the no fancy sensor. Now, again, the, the clickbait. No, I, I disagree with the clickbait. But uh, all right. All right. Thank you, Derek, for the questions. All right. Bear, bear, barefoot Barry's in the house. What's up in New Zealand, brother? Can't wait to get back there one day in the future. I will get back down under. Yeah, I mean, I still want to get to Australia in October and November, but Australia's in a, they're in hysterics. We'll see. We'll see if people learn. All right, Guy Bennett in the house, he says, even the government is surprised at how easily they shut down the economy and people did as they were told. Oh, isn't that sick? The, the next lie will be even more outrageous. We are sheep. Well, I won't say we are sheep, but the majority of people are freaking sheep out there. They are haters. They, I mean, they are doomers. What are they going to do, man? What? Are, I mean, that's just that's just the world. That's that's the world of today. They, they. 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they want to live in panic. They're so comfortable. They, they want to have a World War II moment. This is our World War II. I mean, that's that's what you're aiming for in life, dude? You, you want to be able to say that? Come on, dude. This, this is the golden age. Being freaking in motion. Dude, let's get back to freaking work. I mean, I've been in work. <laughs> I, nothing's changed for me at all, baby. Nothing's changed for me at all. But a lot of people, it's not that easy for them. And um, let's, I mean, I'm not a dude that goes to uh, restaurants and stuff, but I can appreciate when they're there, okay? People are being productive. That's not my thing. But to, to, for the government to say you can't have a restaurant, you can't have a bar, you can't have this now, it's, it's ridiculous. They're not protecting anyone. They're not protecting anyone, all right? If they want to protect people, close down the uh, – put a, lock the people in the old people's homes and, and, and figure out what to do, okay? But this is – hey, man, 27-year-olds are in the freaking peak of their lives. They've already been asked to do way too much. This has been going on for over a month. A month? I don't know how long. Depends where you are. 27-year-old to give up the prime of his freaking life so an 85-year-old can walk outside? Maybe? And, and I mean, for, for, for a morbidly obese person to get fatter? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. The 27-year-old should be up in our <laughs> Dude, when I – okay, I'm not even going to – all right. All right, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, hang on, I lost my uh, I lost my little uh, notepad here. All right, moving on. We talked about the runner. We talked about going to future events. Hey guys, tweet this thing out. There are still, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are contacting me. They're like, oh, I didn't know you had a backup YouTube channel. I, and they're they're contacting me on Twitter, where like my pinned tweet is explaining what happened, <laughs> and that you know you can watch me here, you can listen to me here. Again, and also at sportsmeister.com, I gave you got because the podcast has been doing great. Um, the audio podcast, I, I, I did a, an extra one over there, or two extra ones. I, you got some bonus over there, bonus material uh, from Eugene, actually, who was a very interesting guest from a very interesting country, Belarus, which not did not shut down. So you can listen to what Eugene has to say about what's been going on in Belarus if you go to sportsmeister.com. Uh, but on the This Week at Bitcoin show, he also elaborated. He also talked about uh, why the uh, the dictator of, of that country uh, chose to go in this direction, most likely. And uh, yeah, I talked about my outside video, which was awesome. And I'll actually tweet that out again. On I've been on Twitter since Wednesday, so uh, because of the Passover holiday. But I'll be tweeting. Uh, some fun video clips out on that soon enough. Tech ball, T-C-H-B-L-T. All right, so I talked about Carl Denninger. I linked to him showing uh, that the spread was slowing before the lockdown. And that, again, the social distancing has not made a major difference at all, okay? All right? You know, something that I learned was, and thus we can all go back to work, all right? You can go back to work. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um if that's your thing, all right, wear a mask. That's great. And when I was I, I, when I was in, I remember being in Japan in uh, February of 2016, and I didn't know why the people were even wearing masks. I was like, are they sick or what? Is there a disease going on? I didn't. I, I just saw there were like quite a few people wearing masks. I would say five percent of the people were wearing masks then, and maybe less. I, I don't know. It stuck out to me, and it was it was interesting. Uh, but do it, do it, whatever. If you want to wear, I have not worn a mask at all. I again, I haven't changed my life at all. Running is great. Hey, speaking of, 
something I learned today, horse racing is still going on in some states in, in the United States. And there's no one watching it in person, but people are gambling on it. So, hey, look, horse racing, which is a dying industry, they're getting, <laughs> they're doing well off this, I guess. And everyone knows that uh, where I'm from, Baltimore, is home of the Preakness. And something that I, uh, for years, I as a child, I would enjoy uh, the Triple Crown races. And then as a teenager in <laughs> early 20s, I attended the Preakness, that, the craziness, the drinking, the infield party, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, of course, they've already delayed the Kentucky Derby until September. So that means the Preakness will also be delayed. Uh, that's a shame uh, that people panic that much, but may it all come back soon. And dude, I'm not encouraging people to gamble, but I'm glad horse racing industries uh, is still somewhat open and you don't have to, for you gambling addicts, you don't have to bet on uh, soccer games in Belarus, I guess you can, you can bet on the horses, but no, what else I was going to say is I always, when I think of horse racing, it was my father who got me into horse racing and uh, I, he would always watch the uh, triple crown races uh, just like me and tell me, uh, stories about the secretariat and uh, all that from uh, back in the day. The crazy thing is my dad never attended a Preakness. He never went to a Preakness. He'd been to Pimlico plenty of times and his father had been to Pimlico and Pimlico has like, <laughs> it, most of Pimlico hasn't been updated since my grandfather Meister <laughs> went there probably in 1954, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, anyway, there's a little horse racing beyond Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Pound that like button. So you know, definitely three generations of Meisters uh, been in the horse race. It's a Baltimore thing. Uh, all right. So I, and I talked about Carl Denninger talking about the. Uh, I linked to the, the the nursing homes and the hospitals are not taking proper uh, uh, pre precautions against the uh, fecal uh, fecal matter spread of of the of the virus. And that this is a, a huge, a major vector, a major vector in terms of the spread of the virus uh, for all of you who are worried about the spread of the virus and old people dying and old people, uh, people are in nursing homes and hospitals are already compromised in many ways. And so they, they, they can get all sorts of things. You get all sorts of bad things in the hospital. So um, dudes, if you're young and you're healthy, dude, you're, you're falling for it basically if you're panicking. Uh, now I'm going to say this, my, my grandmother who is uh, 97 years old, she is locked up in her condo. She's doing fine. Uh, and so I, I talked to my grandmother on the phone. First thing she says to me now. So what, what do you think? What if my grandma is in her condo? Okay. She walks the hall for her exercise. She talks on the phone to her, you know, grandchildren and her, my mother and, uh, Great grandchildren, I guess, get on the phone sometimes, maybe, and uh, and a cousin or whoever calls her, not friends. But what else is she going to do? Is she going to read a book? What what else? What do you else do you think my grandma is going to do? She's watching the freaking TV. Now she says the TV is nonsense. She says she doesn't like the the doom. She doesn't like the panic. But you know, a ninety seven year old woman, they they like major in worrying. Okay, she's like a master of worrying at this point. So she's watching, clearly she's watching TV. So what's the first, when we start talking about this on the phone, what do you think is the first thing grandma says? I can't stand Trump. She's watching TV. 
So this is what happens when you watch TV. What are they? <laughs> now, I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV at all. Now, I wouldn't fall for that stuff either. But she's an old woman who worries and such. And there are plenty of people like her that aren't 97, that are much younger, that are going to say the same exact thing. The same exact thing. This is what they get out of the whole thing. I can't stand Trump. That's how serious this uh, disease is, that, that, that um, the mainstream media is trying to paint this as a political thing. And people are falling for it. My grandmother fell for it. A 97-year-old woman that worries all the time, I mean, you can't blame her, okay? But there's others. There, there's others that are, that are going to um, fall for it. So I just I wanted to share that little bit of information with you. Um, all right. Now, and another thing that Carl Denger talks about, um, there's a lot of people out there that think we should all stay inside. And the reason we should stay inside is because it'll give them more time to develop a vaccine. They're not developing a vaccine. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's, uh, there's never been a vaccine for a coronavirus. And uh, there's, don't hold your breath, people. It, it, this is, uh, it's a false hope. And it doesn't really matter for this thing anyway. We don't need a vaccine. Just you, you'll get it. You probably won't know you'll get it. Then you won't get it again. It's not that deadly for uh, healthy people. There you go. So get off that vaccine train. All right, dudes. And if for some reason they come up with a vaccine like faster than mankind has ever come up with a fa vaccine, I, I wouldn't be taking that darn thing. <laughs> I've never taken a flu shot in my life. All right. So, I mean, if they come up with something they say is a vaccine, good luck. Good luck with that one. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. There's a really big chance that you taking that thing is going to get you sicker than if you, you got the darn thing in the first place. But I'm still saying don't even get your hopes up for that. Here's a tweet about uh, the people, the lovely people in San Francisco. There are more dogs than children in San Francisco. There you go. All right. that's That speaks loud and clear. What uh, – here and so we're living through such an experiment now, an experiment that shouldn't be happening. Never have so many people all at once had to change their lifestyle so drastically, and it is making people mentally ill. It really is making people crazy. Okay, just all of a sudden, their whole world has been turned upside down, and everyone around their world has been turned upside down. They're living their life in a totally different way. It's causing people to act out upon people that are stuck with them. Causing them to, uh, never hitting another person. There's no excuse for it, okay? But it's happening. And here's a tweet by Michael J. Burry. There are reports of a surge in suspected child abuse cases in Texas. New York is seeing an uptick in domestic violence. Suicide hotline calls are up around the country. Dudes, this is causing people to go crazy, and it is causing more deaths and damage than the virus itself. It is worse than the virus itself. So get out there, speak loud and clear like I have been literally out on the streets. Defiance over compliance. Keep going outside. You're not going to get uh, – you don't have to be 26 feet away from a runner. You don't have to be six feet away from a runner. If you're scared, wear a mask, I guess. Wash your hands. Did you not wash your hands beforehand? So one of the people sp spreading fear and panic, and I think part of the reason – well, part of the reason he's personally scared. But he's all about uh, building up his reputation and getting more Twitter followers. So some of this controversial stuff he says, he just wants attention. But he is, he is uh, he's a woman. I mean, he's scared. He's, uh, he's scared, and he shouldn't be scared. Scott Adams, 
And yeah, it's getting worse and worse over in his life. Here's a great critique. Among millions of disappointments in the behavior of people through this and thousands of tweets and hundreds of blue dots, Scott Adams ranks among the top of those who turn out to be as spooked as the herd and only serve to amplify the hysteria. Yeah, he's part of the herd. He's as scared as the herd and he amplifies the hysteria. And so it's, it, I am proud of the dudes out there who have been trying to say, you know what? This hysteria is ridiculous. Even though someone that you might respect uh, is amplifying it. And there's, there's other guys out there uh, that have been doing the same thing. And I think some of the people just want to be proven right. That, you know, I detected this disease before anyone else did. I knew it was in China in, in uh, January. So it better be deadly. And I'll keep on scaring people about it just to remind them that I was right. That's sickening. All right. Hey, fitting in is overrated, guys. Be a unique beast. Now more than ever, be a freaking unique beast. Someone said people are bored and welcome the drama. Yeah, that's another thing. So people are bored at their houses, so they want a soap opera on TV. So they're falling into the CNN trap and, and want it to be a political drama at the same time, to, to blame Trump and to swoon over Gavin Newsom. Ooh. All right, let us uh, – oh, we got, uh, we got Derek is saying things here. Roman Q is – hang on, let's get back. Oh, Deep the Derp, Guy Bennett, even the – okay, okay, let me get to the questions here. We got a lot of questions. Derp the Derp says, we are tripping here in Australia. Dude, I, it's pretty bad. We became too reliant on China and too close to, to commie influence. I wish the Jewish community was outspoken on China, Germany similarities. Well, I, you know what? I wish the Jewish community was more outspoken about uh, the comparison between what's going down uh, with the fascist regime in the United States and the fascist regime in the 1940s in Germany. That, that, that's even more. I mean, that that's even more pertinent to, to what's going on. Okay. Because people in the United States are calling for draconian Chinese measures, okay? And for people to be trapped and to be scared of a mysterious virus, to, to scapegoat a virus, all right? And uh, yeah, I, I, wish, uh, I, I, I wish all people, I'm not going to uh, pick on the Jewish community. I'm, I'm part of the Jewish community. But you got a point here. The Jewish community is familiar with, uh, very familiar with what fascist regimes lead to, what... Uh, with insane governments lead to, they, they should be saying, you know, what lockdowns lead to, <laughs> what ghettoizing people leads to. Hey, you got a, you got a point, man. Um, all right. Less than, uh, Roman Q says less than 30 days until the halving. It's less than 30 days. Wow. Time is running by, uh, 4,432 blocks to go. Don't panic. Stack more big. Definitely. No, no one's panicking, dude. I mean, and yeah, we got to get that having hype going. It is a shame that this virus, uh, this virus hysteria came about during the having. Uh, that was, I didn't predict that <laughs> during the lead up to the having. So this lead up to the having was a lot different than the 2016 lead up to the having. Yeah, but things that that's life, dudes. This is where the big boys play. So you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. In the long run, though, 210,000 block theory. We'll talk more about that on uh on our regular uh, One Bitcoin show, which is every day of the week other than Friday and Saturday. Uh, 
And Derek said, I heard hospitals get money from the government for putting COVID on death certificates. Well, here's a good way of looking at it. Um, people, apparently, if you die from COVID, um, the government will pay for it. So that's similar to what you said, all right? So, of course, uh, the hospitals are more likely to put COVID on there because they're definitely going to get paid. Um, if someone just dies of a heart attack, uh, they're going to have to get that money, hope the person pays the, the bill, uh, and then they're going to have to go through collection agencies if they don't. If they put COVID, I guess they can charge anything they want to because the government is going to pay for it. Uh, they, and uh, so I – very, very unfortunate. Uh, so that that's – that's another, again, the, the deaths, the COVID deaths are being pumped up. Uh, not, not everyone who dies, you know, if you died of a heart attack at your house and then when you get to the hospital, uh, they figure out, oh, he also had COVID. They put you, no, COVID didn't kill you. Okay. So they, they're exaggerating the COVID numbers, but even exaggerating the numbers, uh, it's still not as serious <laughs> as they make it out to be. All right. Even with the fake numbers. Uh, so yeah. And yes, you are, tri you're really tripping in Australia because you haven't even had that many cases. And, and Hasma Cook was on the, this week in Bitcoin show last week and, and just said how compliant everyone was there. I mean, it was sickening. All right. We got uh, guy Bennett says this four to six week lockdown is a great time for people to learn new skill. Yes. Or career field. Yes. Focus on ways to earn money from home during the next lockdown. Well, I hope to God there is not a next lockdown, but yes, people should be in motion. And this is not a time to be reading obsessively about the virus. It's a time to learn about Bitcoin. I, I mentioned that on another show recently, but thank you for that. All right. Web City, what? Web City, you're Jewish. Why did you say that? Why did you talk about the 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 one that they say is uh, the guy from the first century. Why do you mention him? <laughs> All right. You're Jewish. Anyway. Okay. So uh, moving on, moving on. I mean, you could, you could talk what you said about that guy from the first century. You shouldn't say that. All right. Now uh, that Jewish guy from the first century. Now, okay, we talked about Scott Adams. Fitting in is overrated. People were asking good questions. Thank you. Uh, I talked about you're only 27 once. Okay. And that it's a nursing home disease. All right, Udi. Udi in Israel. And I, I want to go to Israel this year too, but they're paranoid. There's nothing wrong about hoarding. Planning for your loved ones to be able to survive on their own for more than a week is not immoral. Suppliers can, should, and will adjust. You don't need to feel unsafe just because your government can't handle a little bit of stress. So, uh, yeah, buy as much as what I mean. If you if you if you think you've got to buy a lot of toilet paper, I guess go do it. But when I when I talk, people say, "What? Why are you hoarding the Bitcoin?" <laughs> There's nothing wrong with saving. That 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 that's the way I put it. Okay, making saving cool again. Maybe people from this experience are going to learn why they should save, why they should prepare, why it's much better to have some money saved up, all right? Why it's much money, much better to have some chicken frozen in the uh, freezer, okay? So you don't have to go to the ridiculous supermarket and deal with the ridiculous people over there. Why 
you know, why there was nothing wrong in the past if you went to a BJ's wholesale club and you bought a 48 pack of toilet paper just for a rainy day. Um, you know, one thing, one thing about my dad, he always bought a lot of toilet paper. There was always a lot of toilet paper around the house. He prepared well for something. He, he, he wasn't around to see this. Uh, and I wouldn't want my dad to see other men panicking like this. It's a disgrace. Um, but yeah, hoarding, hoarding is all in the eyes of a bull in, in the high eye of a beholder. Okay. All right. Uh, and people have said you hoard your Bitcoin. No, I save my Bitcoin. You could say I hoard my Bitcoin. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with hoarding. Nothing wrong with hoarding. All right. And again, supply people will <laughs> the supply will come up again. All right. It will meet the demand. Let the market work, dudes. Let the market work. Uh, but you know, preparing it in hoarding in advance ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, what is this? Oh, Jack, Jack. We're going to talk about Jack. I'm moving the guy, Jack Dorsey. I'm moving a billion dollars of my square equity, 28% of my wealth to start small LLC to fund global COVID-19 relief. After we disarm this pandemic, the focus will shift to girls, health and education and UBI. It will operate transparently, transparently, all flows tracked here. Okay, dude, you can do what you want to do with your money. I, I got no problem with that at all. Now, the thing is, people love him more for saying this stuff than for creating this incredible social media platform called Twitter. All right. You know, some people vilify him for, you know, he's a billionaire. He made all this money off of Twitter. It's unfair, blah, 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 blah. But if he gives it all away, he's the biggest hero in the world. Now, also, he's he's clearly bought into this, uh, that, that we need to battle this thing. I mean, I think he's wasting a lot of his money if it's going to go to this COVID thing. But, hey, if he, if it's, his, it's his point, if, you know. Uh, he can do what he wants to do. Uh, but it's it just, I just check out people's reaction to this. You know, he's he's a Mother Teresa now. He's the greatest thing on earth. Uh, but what he contributed by creating Twitter is so much bigger than that. So much bigger uh, than whatever he's doing to fit in with his a billion dollars. And, and part of it is to fit in, definitely. I mean, he. all right. Fitting in is really overrated <laughs> when you got to pay a billion dollars to fit in. Uh, here is something from Vivek for real, Vivek for real. He says, majority of universities are obsolete. Uh, imagine someone paying 20,000 uh, pounds a year uh, uh, in, debt, in debt, and now they have to take online classes and realizing they can get this content, even better content, for literally free on YouTube. So this is really bad right now. Uh, if you're in college this semester – you're now taking all your classes online, but you're paying like $25,000. Yet you could be taking all the same stuff for free. It's all there on YouTube. And there's online universities already that give it away for free. And some of the universities that you're, you're paying to attend now online, you can get for free. It is unbelievable. Wow. Does it suck to be in college right now? Because usually you can say, okay, I'm at a, I'm at a good university. I'm learning a lot. I'm pounding some women. I'm, I'm getting it's, it's social stuff. I'm drinking and partying. 
But now you're stuck at your house and you're just, you're looking at YouTube stuff for just like I could do right now. Or like any, anyone could, could learn online just like these dudes are, but they're paying for it. So it shows you how ridiculous uh, paying for online, uh, paying $25,000 for online education is. Paying $25,000 for in-your-face, uh, in-person education, okay, you can argue because there's there's some really cool social aspects to it, okay? There's some network opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and again, I, I went, I attended a, a good university, Washington University in St. Louis, and I had a blast. And so I can't say the people today, you know, don't do that, uh, although it costs an incredible amount of money. But if you're, if this happens again, where, where everybody has to spend a semester at their house, no, then, then it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And it's being proven so at this point. Uh, so, all right. Lots of newspapers are laying off people. I talked about this on my podcast version of the show. And uh, they're stuck in an old uh, revenue model for newspapers, okay? Newspapers are laying off people because businesses are closed and businesses can't pay to advertise in newspapers now. Nor would they want to advertise in newspapers when they're closed. So the revenue model is totally unwinding. The traditional advertising model for newspapers, uh, both online and print. Print newspapers, I don't know if they're going to come back the same way as they were in the past. Uh, so this is a time when they got to be in motion. I, I talked about the Steemit platform and platforms like it. Why not just go put your whole newspaper on Steemit? Tell all your viewers, hey, go to Steemit, upvote us. yes. We, our new model is going to be uh, no physical location. All our writers, you know, type from home, no more unions, no more union paper. And we're going to hope that this cryptocurrency printed out of thin air will go up in value and uh, we'll be able to, and our writers will be able to be compensated that way. And we'll be able to be compensated that way. Why not try it out? It's the 2020s. It's the golden age. Uh, People believe in the dollar story. It's printed out of thin air. Steam is printed out of thin air. Now, again, I'm, I make Steam with my YouTube podcast, all right? Right now, this is on Steam. This is on Hive. I'm getting that free altcoin love, all right? Turn it into Bitcoin. Again, th this is not an endorsement to say to buy that stuff. but Or these newspapers could make their own platforms, Okay. They could make their own Steemit platforms where they print their own cryptocurrency or get in touch with Mark Zuckerberg. He could print their own cryptocurrency for them. They, they should think in, in this new way, that direction, get into the crypto world, get out of depending on bars and restaurants and uh, hospitals uh, advertising in your newspaper because they're not going to want to anymore. I mean, advertising agencies are going to be a thing of the past. Traditional advertising is going to be the thing of the past. Maybe... This is something for uh, where altcoins and Steemit type of platforms could take over. I don't, I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. I care because um, I think uh, people printing there, everyone should be able to make their own altcoin. I have no problem with that at all. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Let the altcoins be altcoins. Let them print it them to oblivion, just like the dollars. Are, let let the altcoins print with the uh, compete with the dollar. All right, all right, everybody, be proud. Be a man. Give alternative solutions. This isn't about revenge. This isn't about scapegoating. This isn't about resentment. Let's move forward. Let's get people back to work, dudes. 
All right. So let me just make sure there were no other questions before I read from the Haggadah. And this Haggadah, again, is a little different than – so the, the, the quote will be a little bit different. I'm going to combine two different sections of the Haggadah here and when I read from the Haggadah. And, but there is a question. Derek says, do you think McAfee prediction comes true? I don't respect McAfee at all, and I, I don't know what prediction you're talking about because he's crazy and he always is changing his mind, and I ignore him totally. He's not a legitimate uh, person in any space. He says things to get attention, and he's done a lot of drugs, and they've clearly affected his mind. He, he was a smart guy at one point, um, so I, I, don't res- I don't know about his predictions. All right. And I urge people to like ignore him totally. <laughs> I mean, or if you want some comedy, just understand what it is. Uh, all right. First of all, in the Haggadah right here, there is a line with a strong hand. <laughs> Found that like button. It says strong hand in the Haggadah. All right. This is what has stood by our fathers and us. For not just one alone has risen against us to destroy us, but in every generation they rise against us to destroy us. And the Holy One, blessed be he, saves us from their hand. Yes, that is conviction right there. They come to destroy us every generation. We have to be used to that. We will survive. You will survive. You may think, you can... Give a reason for your survival. Here it says, it is the Holy One, blessed be He. So I will leave you with this note. And this is how we conclude our Seder. Next year in Jerusalem. Pound that like button, guys. See you later. <laughs>